everybody. Welcome to our final hashtag carousel of Christmas episode. This is Matt and Brittany from Saved by the Credits podcast. So first of all, I want to say I uh, hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas and we are on our way to New Year's. Um, but we've had a very interesting last couple of days, haven't we, Brittany? Sure have. <laughs> so I'll start off with, uh, I did say last episode what we're we were going to share what we did around Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, I actually surprised Britt as planned. And we went downtown to Center City, Philly, and went to the Dickens Village inside Macy's. And then we quickly walked through um, Love Park had a German, what was it? A German festival? Sure. Yeah, it was really cool. We had some um, spiced apple wine. Did not go well. <laughs> did not go well. And we didn't end up having some German pretzels, too, which were pretty good and much needed because we were starving. Matt's a sucker for, like, souvenirs. Yes. So he, we're walking around the German Christmas festival, whatever thing, and he's seen people carrying these, like, ceramic mugs. It's shaped like a boot. And it has the advertisement for the festival on it. He's like, I need to find where to get that. Yeah, I just went in the kitchen and got it, too. So what's funny is the first place we found, we had to get a drink inside of it. So that's where the the spiced apple whatever came into play. <laughs> Now, the second booth we went to, you could have just bought it without anything for like in it. For like $5. For like 5 right. You didn't need the wine for $12 yeah. or whatever. But the second line was because I was hungry and hadn't eaten anything. And the freaking cannoli guy, he <laughs> was like, well, I have a vegan cannoli, but hey, the shell has egg in it. Is that okay? I'm like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> so now I can't have a vegan cannoli. Now I'm still hungry. I have to get a pretzel. Yeah. But I had already started drinking the wine, and on an empty stomach, it did not go well. It did not go well, but uh, you did not puke. So it was very you. close. Uh, we, but we saw some really cool stuff. They have, like, giant Christmas trees decorated down there. They had, like, a, a Ferris wheel. Yeah. They had a lot of cool stuff, and a lot of little shops. They even had uh, a place that was selling pizzelles for dogs, which was great. It's called Paul Sells. Paul Sells. So really awesome down there. I definitely recommend it. This is that's something that takes place every year, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 actually called the Authentic German Christmas Market in Philadelphia. So then we went up to Dickens Village, which is located on the third floor of Macy's in Center City and it has that giant Christmas tree uh light show, which we saw we didn't they only do a light show once a day, but we were able to see the lights, which was cool. And then we walked through this Dickens Village, which was free, by the way. You just had to have a reservation. And that was a very enjoyable. I liked it a lot. Then we made our way to have some... Our yearly tradition usually is to have Chinese food and look at lights. So we became vegan in January of this year. And we're like, well, what are we going to do? I found a Chinese food place in Philly that is a vegetarian Chinese restaurant that has a lot of uh, vegan options. And that place was amazing. It was so good. Uh, We got a bunch of takeout to come home with. So here we go. It's called Unit Sioux Veg, and it is on Hamilton Street. 
So it's right by uh, Target right there, very close to the Book Corner bookstore and like the art museum and the, the Rodin uh, museum. So if you're looking like you want to uh, you know, get some vegetarian Chinese, then there you go. Um, and then we bring to our, you know, we went, we had Christmas. We saw both sides of our families and had a good time. It was a long day. We had brunch with my family and then dinner with Matt's family. And we, like, Christmas was great. You know, we saw our families got a lot of presents, gave a lot of presents. Then 4 a.m., the 26th hit. Right, Britt? Hit hard. Hit hard. I was sleeping like a baby, so I had no idea what was going on per usual. But uh, you woke up with a fever. Yep. And some coughing. I don't really know. But yep. we we ended up uh, at urgent care because um, thank you to a family member, we got a rapid COVID test. And Brittany took said rapid test and uh, it came up positive. So... Long story short, she has COVID. Uh, I tested negative, but I've been feeling a little crappy. But who knows? Anyways, so we're now in quarantine, which means one of two things. We can't leave the house, and we have time for a lot of movie watching and a lot of show watching. I would rather do the show watching. I would rather do the movie watching. I know. Yeah. (laughs) So we are here to finish up the wheel with the last six movies. Um. Boy was it a very interesting spin because there's a lot of 40s on here. There's a horror movie. There's a Hallmark movie and a Disney movie. Yeah, we actually did one video with all six spins on yeah. it because we were like, let's we just get need, it we, done. We just need to do it's it. after Christmas. Let's let's get it done. Right. So we're going to start talking about them. First movie we're going to discuss on this episode once I get to my note is from this year, 2021, a Hallmark original, Bruce Campbell in One December Night. The biggest music duo of all time. I think we can get them to relax their hands. What, the clenched fist don't scream Christmas? Got it. Gets the biggest do-over of a lifetime, Eloise Mumford. It's big, all right. Brett Dalton. What do you think? With Bruce Campbell. And Peter Gallagher. The network says no show if you guys don't do one December night. The show must... Don't say it. Oh. One December night. So there are two main reasons why I wanted to watch this movie. Number one was Bruce Campbell, of course, from Evil Dead fame. And number two was the actor Peter Gallagher. And you might not recognize that name, but you definitely know him. He was on the OC. He was on, like... A million other things. Most recently, he starred in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, playing the main character's father. That's a great show. So, with these two, I was already in. And, you know, Hallmark seems to do an okay job. We already watched one so far. Hallmark Christmas movies are usually very corny, but for some reason, that is enjoyable. Yeah. And this one was no different. It's pretty much... I like this one. The two main characters... Are like a Hall and Oates or Simon or Garfunkel, and they they broke up ten years ago, and they can't stand each other at all. But there's the, some bad blood. Yeah, there's some major bad blood. The main character of this is actually the daughter of Peter Gallagher's character, and her job she works at a like a I don't even know what you would say. 
know. Some sort of agency, something like that. It's pretty much the two dads who are the two musicians. They're trying to, their children are trying to get them to back together to do this like one concert uh, on Christmas Eve or whatever. That's it, really. Yeah. It's a newer movie, so we probably shouldn't get into too much of the plot. Plus, there's not much of plot to discuss. No, it's uh, it's just pretty. It's fun a good movie. And everything. I liked it. Uh, Bruce Campbell was amazing. So <laughs> was, was Peter Gallagher. Yeah, and great. There's some some and the son. Yeah, the son. He is also recognizable if you watch the show Marvel's Agents of Shield. He's been in some other stuff too. He's actually in a movie with uh, WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels. It was like a religious film. I I did not watch it, but uh, I remember them promoting it. But so great actors and actresses in this movie. Yeah, it it was good. I I I, like Britt said. I very much enjoyed it. Um, Laughed. There's some sentimental stuff in there too, and it didn't feel forced at all. And it was definitely a Christmas movie. So yeah, so watch it if you want. Yeah, check it out. Moving on. Up next is um, from Walt Disney Pictures from 2018, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. I wish Mother was here. When Christmas comes, we must do our best to enjoy it. I don't want to enjoy it. You must miss your mother terribly. Follow your ribbon. She left you a present. Where am I? Our world needs you. Have you come to save us, Clara? Me? My mother told me everything you need is inside. You are very much your mother's daughter. Disney's The Nutcracker, rated PG, in theaters November 2nd. This is another one of my picks. I've been trying to watch this the last couple years, and after Christmas ends, I always forget to watch it. So I made sure to put it on the wheel this time. I I just, you know, I was like, let's finally watch it. It's one of very few Disney movies we haven't seen. So I figured this would be the perfect time. What did you think of The Nutcracker and The Four Realms? Why are you asking me? Because I feel like you paid attention to it more than I did. I paid very little attention <laughs> to it. Well, we have Morgan Freeman in a very short and small role. He plays the main character's godfather. Correct. And we also have we have Keira Knightley playing the Sugar Plum Fairy. Who Correct. turns evil. Yes. Nice little Spoiler. heel turn there. And then we have who else? I don't know. I Helen Mirren. Helen oh, I was Mirren's gonna say I didn't it. really recognize anyone else, but I forgot about Helen Mirren. Her part was great. I mean, she's usually great. In we everything. thought she was evil, but she actually wasn't. Yeah, they did a double double turn as they do in wrestling. Correct. Right? I mean, if you're familiar with the ballet, then you the all the elements are there in the movie. It's yes. just you know it, theatrical. It's like they they put the characters in there in a clever way. They p- took the Nutcracker Ballet and gave it a Narnia spin. That yeah. would be my best way to describe this movie. It was somewhat enjoyable. Visually stunning. I thought the visuals were great. The one scene I had a problem with was because it was creepy as hell. Was when they went to the circus and they had that nesting doll guy that was a clown. That, that was Helen Mirren's realm. Right. I forgot what the name of her realm oh is. Oh my god. Yeah, they were like nesting dolls coming out of. Yeah, it was weird. Each other and then laughing like this is nightmare fuel, definitely. Right. And there was a lot of really cool things, but again, I can see why it didn't do so well because it, it's just there's so much going on and kind of hard to explain. And 
Yeah. It was eh. It was eh. I mean, I'm glad and we finally watched maybe, it. But maybe Matt and I would have enjoyed it more if we had actually paid attention to it. <laughs> but I will admit that I was not. Yeah, and I'll admit that I wasn't either. I it mean, it seemed long. Was it long or was that just me? No, hour 41 minutes. Okay, it felt like two, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's done. Apparently, there was rumors of a sequel, but it barely made its money back. I think it made like $50 million, and I'm sure they spent a lot of money on that. Um, I will say, before we move on, I do think that Keira Knightley did a really good job. Usually she that's against her type that she plays in movies that she was like a villain and I thought she did a solid job. So at least if you're gonna watch it and watch it for that, I guess. I I really don't have and then Hell Mirren is I don't think I think Hell Mirren is very like much like Denzel Washington. I haven't seen her act in a bad part. Might not be a good movie, but again, she's she could probably act her way of a out of a paper bag. I don't know. Um, take it or leave it. Yeah. And right. maybe if you're going to watch it, pay attention and let us know how it is. <laughs> yes, pay attention. That's all I got to say. Next. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about from 1945. I don't really know anybody who's in this movie, so I'll just say the name of the movie. It's Christmas in Connecticut. Who said there isn't any Santa Claus? Look what I found in my stocking. <laughs> Heaven help a sailor on a Christmas like this. <laughs> this is the jolliest, merriest Christmas I ever spent. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It is so, so romantic. It gives me pimples all over the coast. Yeah. I'm as free as a bird. Oh, that's what you think. We actually just finished watching this. As we normally do, we, we split the episode in half to be have it more fresh, you know? So it's a black and white. It's from the forties. This is we've had we've watched a couple of movies from the forties and I think it's been like half and half. Some have been very good, some have been like barely watchable. Only because of how outdated it can be, but I can say I really like this movie. This movie was bananas. It was so great. I was like laughing and I normally don't laugh you know I've I've talked multiple times how I you know it takes a lot for me to laugh yeah she'll find things funny but to, to get laugh out loud for Brit yeah it, it has to be really good it it was great I don't even know how to describe the plot plots again bananas again, bananas that's what we love to say on the pod here it was wild. I, I could kind of try to explain it but it starts out kind of weird of these two um what are you in the Navy, I think. Navy. I, I don't know what branch. Some of sort the military, of branch of military. They're stranded. They get stranded. Something happens to their ship, um, and they start hallucinating, which was really funny. And then they 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 end up in a hospital. They get rescued. And you know, it's pretty much like he's trying to hit on the nurse so he can get better food, and he finally does, and then doesn't agree with him. And there's a lot of shenanigans there. But then we get to. Um, some time passed, right? And we get to our main actress here who is having people over for Christmas but has been pen pals of this, you know, this person 
for a long time and pretty much said that she was married and had a child and had a farm and a cow and a horse, right? Who is she pen pals with? Who are you talking about? And she's pen pals with the main guy. That's why when he gets to the door, he's looking for her and says, oh, I'm looking for, and forget her name, like, oh, that's my pen pal name. I actually go by that. They were writing letters to each other. I missed that part. <laughs> It's the most important part. So why do you think he just it's shows not the up? the most important part. He was invited for Christmas yes. to a Connecticut on a farm, which she does not own. She know. does not have a husband. She does not have a child. But a child. She does not have horses or cows. Yet, she pretends to have a husband. That guy, he really likes her. He's like, hey, we can get married. She's like, I don't even love you. He's like, well, I love you. And I bet I could like make you change your mind. She's like, sure. Okay, let's get married. And then he, like, rearranges somehow for her to have a farm in Connecticut with a child. Yeah. There's a baby. They're like, There's somebody else's baby. We don't have a child. But like, oh, it's okay. We just dropped this baby off. The first child was a girl. The second child was a boy. So at one point, there were two children. <laughs> and that was a whole other level of shenanigans. And you can tell right away the main characters are going to fall in love. They like yeah. each other. But, like, she's supposed to be married with a baby. And he's apparently engaged. So yeah. they can't... And they keep going back and forth the entire movie, like, well, what if I wasn't married? Or what if I wasn't engaged? What would you say to a person like this? And, you know, they're, they're swooning for each other. And, you know, she can't cook. And he mentioned that so many times, like, that's that's the deal breaker. And it was a theme throughout the movie, like, when they were in the hospital, they were, you know, she was reading, the nurse was reading, you know, an article about the perfect meal and how this homemaker, his housewife, cooked all this stuff. And then it's like, if you couldn't cook and you were, you were a woman, you were, like, worthless, which is horrible, absolutely horrible. But yeah, they kept mentioning it as like a kind of like a joke. This is more of like a comedy, I would say. And her uncle, he's hilarious. The uncle and his accent, his voice. Great. When Great. he was talking about, you know, oh, he doesn't like horses or cows. <laughs> This oh. is just a great a great movie. It's definitely I recommend watching it. Yeah, it was fun. I I like when these movies they don't take each other they don't take themselves seriously. You know? Um uh, hopefully that's the case for the next couple movies we're watching. We have three more and we're gonna get to the next one right now. And the next one is from nineteen forty seven. It happened on Fifth Avenue. Some holly wreaths and a great big Christmas tree A winter's day with lots of snow That's what Christmas means to me All right, Santa, saddle up your reindeer and let's gallop down to headquarters. Now, one moment, gentlemen. These people are not doing any harm. They're not thieves, nor are they vandals. Who are you? McKeever is the name. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How long you been living here? Well, I've been here for the past three winters. And speaking for my friends here, they're very nice people. Ex-servicemen with their wives and children who are merely, shall we say, taking advantage of much needed shelter. You wouldn't want to arrest them on Christmas Eve. How would you? Okay, so it happened on Fifth Avenue. I knew nothing about this movie. It, it, the description didn't seem very interesting, but uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was great. 
little backstory. Pretty much, uh, it starts off with they're talking about this millionaire and how he's going to take all these vacant properties and turn them into um, for what we know now like apartment complexes. But back then in the in the forties, they were called something else. I'm not sure. So we see all these people getting kicked out of their previous places around the city. Um, and we see a lot of homeless people and, and, and poverty happening. And then there's this one humongous place. Um, the, uh, was it Mr. O'Connell, I believe? Well, that's like his that, house. Right? And his house is vacant most of the year when it's cold. He goes to Virginia. And when this happens, um, a few of our main characters actually end up staying there. One of the main characters sneaks in through the fence with his dog, Sammy, and then goes down a manhole cover, excuse me, goes down a manhole into the sewers and ends up inside the house. Not sure how that works, but okay. Yeah, somewhere in the basement. But uh, then we see one by one, you know, people down their luck being invited into the house, especially this young woman who one of the other characters falls, starts falling in love with, and you can see it, obviously. But this young woman actually is the daughter of Mr. O'Connell. And she's the one that keeps, like, inviting more people in. Yes. She, like, talks to her dad about it and say, Dad, all these people are living at your house. You should come check it out. But you can't be yourself. You have to pretend to be poor and homeless. Mike. So they'll invite you in. So Mike joins the, the crew. And like Britt just said, he acts like he's one of them. And then fast forward a little tiny bit later into the movie, her mother, a.k.a. her his wife, who they were divorced or planning to divorce. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember. But they kind of had a rekindling in the kitchen while she was making some sort of stew. And they're again, they're trying. They don't want anybody to know. So you have the people that actually live in the house with everybody else and they have no idea. So, Christmassy, it does finally get to Christmas at the eh. end, at the end of the movie. Right. Which, I don't know. They, they decorate for Christmas, they celebrate Christmas, but it's, I wouldn't say it's a Christmas movie. There's snow. Yeah, there's snow. And there's somebody dressed as Santa, so I guess that's something. But I do have to say, so you're kind of waiting the whole time, like, when are they going to say, oh my God, like, the, you know, they're going to reveal themselves as, as, as the owner of the house and all that, and that she's the daughter, and it is never, they never bring up, right? It gets to the end of the movie, and it doesn't happen. Because it doesn't have to. You know? I don't know? It was definitely fun, kept my attention, and it was like two hours long. So, black and white, two hours long, it kept my attention, it's pretty good. I lost my attention near the end, so I'm not really sure what happens at the end. Well, because... I even said it when we were watching it, <clears throat> when everybody started leaving the house one by one and saying goodbye, it kind of went on for like 10 minutes. Kind of had a really long thing, but uh, yeah, so check it out. It's on HBO Max. Uh, I'm sure I'll mention that later. But let's move on to the next movie. So the next movie is a horror movie from only a few years ago in 2015. A crap ton of people in Krampus. Merry Christmas! I hate Christmas! I hate all of you! This holiday season, he knows 
knows if you've been naughty or nice. Somebody texted me after I said to them, well, I made Bernie watch Krampus. And they asked me, "Is it, did, did she like it or not? Like, she, ah. They asked me, did she like it? And when I mentioned that to you, you said, I might not just be feeling well because I didn't hate it as much as I should have. Yeah. That's a true sign that I'm still feeling ill. <laughs> so... I've seen Krampus before. I for sure thought I made you watch it, but I guess I didn't. Nope. Krampus is a very interesting story. Everybody kind of knows, well, mostly everybody knows like the little lore behind Krampus, but they do a good job explaining it in this movie. But it's pretty much a brat kid. His entire extended family comes over. Everybody's fighting. Nobody wants to be with each other. Everybody's annoyed. And, and it's just, then hijinks start. And like you said, to a certain point, it was a pretty normal movie up until that point. And then all shit started going down. We had gingerbread men. We had really creepy jack-in-the-box looking guy. The gingerbread men reminded me of the marshmallows from Ghostbusters. Yes. Yes. I agreed, which is funny because like when I watched Ghostbusters, I didn't think, oh, it's the guys from Krampus because nobody, nobody cares. Yeah, because they were setting themselves like they were on set on fire and they were attacking each other and yeah. But we have um, Adam Scott's in this. We have uh, Tony Collette uh, crushing it per usual, and a couple of few other people you would recognize. I can't think. You know, the the one guy from Anchorman that's in like everything all the time. He's in it. Um, but yeah, good acting. I'm like they had to do a lot of CG- acting with CGI stuff, so that was hard. But I did tell Britt last night that I had one gripe about it. My one gripe is it's waits so long to get to Krampus. It's like, I get it. They're building and building and building. But by the time they get to him, it's like an hour, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, you don't even know what he looks like until then. Yeah, and then he shows up and it's like, it kind of looks like Rob Zombie a little bit. (laughs) I like how he looks and everything. I think it's... Really cool costume, and we get. I'm just jumping around because we get to um, this sacrifice where pretty much everybody's dying one by one, and very easily too. And you're like, why is this happening? And then, like I said, we have the Jack in the Box, we have the Gingerbread Man, we have the Five Nights at Freddy's Teddy Bear. That's what it looked like, at least. Yeah. But uh, effects were cool. The kills were cool. It's definitely original. They, they've done, there's been so many Krampus um, sequels since then, ones that aren't actually connected to this, like B-side sequels, as, as you would say. What I really do love about Krampus, though, is the grandma, like, went through this when she was a kid, and she knows shit's about to go down, and she tells the story from her point of view, and it was, like, animated, like, really good animation when they did that. Yeah, so like she knows what's about to go down. She actually sacrificed herself. She um, said, keep the fire hot, and you know what happened? Fire went out. Fire went out. And let me tell you, the ending is really great because, um, and I'm going to spoil because it's been out for five years now. The little kid, the main character, 
he is at this ritual with Krampus and all the toys and all the elves. And he's trying to plead to Krampus, like, please don't, please no, like, I want my family back, I want my life back, I want it all to be over. And then he opens up this giant fire pit to hell in the ground, and then they drop in one of the, one of his cousins, and then he gets dropped in. And then, boom, he wakes up, it's Christmas morning again. His whole entire family is there. Presents are there. They have power. They have electricity. Everybody's in a great mood, but something it feels a little off. And then once he opens a gift that was specially for him, it was the Krampus bell. And then everybody stopped what they were doing. And then we zoom out and their house is actually inside of a snow globe in Krampus's lair with a bunch of other houses and snow globes. It's such a cool, like, like just shot. And I, I wonder if they'll do a sequel of Another House, but they don't really have to. But, mm. but that was a good ending. It was a very good ending. I forgot all about that. I think just the ending alone makes it a really good movie. Yeah, definitely watch Krampus again. you're almost like, really? It was a dream. Like, you're disappointed. Right. You're like, ugh, all that for right. nothing? Yeah. But no. No, it, it was all, satisfying. It all happened. They all died, and now he's they're in this weird dimensional snow globe thingy i don't know all right let's do it our last movie number 24 on the wheel from 1940 the shop around the corner it's the christmas rush and two bickering gift shop clerks don't know it yet but they're really in love why do you hate me so i don't hate you oh i suppose you love me oh, why should i what have you done to make me love you well, i don't want you to love me i don't Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan star in the fast and witty romantic comedy. My trouble is what one might call psychological. Oh. Tis the season to fall in love. The shop around the corner. Okay. Is this our oldest movie? I think so. I think we have one that was 1941. So, you know, this is it. So our oldest movie, our last movie, um... Stars James Stewart from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And something else that was very interesting that I just pulled up right when we were watching the end of the movie that I'm getting ready to show Brit is he, he actually, shockingly, he was the oldest person out of the entire cast, like his life expectancy. He passed away in 1997. Almost everybody else in the cast died before they were like 60. Wow. A lot more like late 40s, but I knew life expectancy wasn't as high because of, you know, the the lack of medicines and the lack of, um, you know, I don't know, nutrition. So he voiced this character in American Tale, Five Goes West. Hey, I know him. So it's Wiley Burt. Yep. The dog uh, sheriff or whatever, right? So I thought that was cool. But uh, yeah, so shop around the corner. This takes place in Budapest, and it's literally about a shop around the corner from Mm -hmm. major shops in the area. And this shop doesn't have the most, the high-end stuff. It doesn't have the cheap stuff. It's somewhere in the middle. And this guy, Mr. What is his name? Oh, I forget. They say it so many times. Mr. Mazinchek, it's Mazinchek and Company. This is the it's the store, and we start off the movie. We meet all the employees there. 
there are six. There's six employees, which he makes a very good point about when he does when they want to do inventory later on in the movie. I guess there were five, and then she was hired. Yeah. So right, that would be six. Right. So we have um, Mr. Kralik, which is you know James Stewart, and then we have Miss Novak, which is Claire. And they always it seems like that was back in the day. They always referred to themselves as Mr. or Mrs. Like first names were not a thing. I'm guessing probably it's like the 60s or 70s. It's just, it's very weird. Like, I mean, you deal with it at work because, like, the kids are like, Mrs. L, Mrs. L, you know. But, yeah, so they work in the store, and um, <clears throat> Mr. Mazinchuk is very serious about his deals, and, and his that store is his life, which we are brought to near the end of the film as well. But anyways, we find that uh, Flora's in town, or Flora. Clara. Clara is in town. And she has a suitor, who is a secret suitor, that she's writing letters back and forth through this marvelous man that, you know, obviously they have never met. And we find out very early that this man is actually uh, Alfred, you know, Krolik, you know, James Stewart's character. And he finds out very early as well. We, but she does not. She has no idea. So the audience knows about 15, 20 minutes into the movie. We find this out when they're supposed to meet at a certain place. Actually, he, we kind of guessed it much oh, sooner yeah, than that. Yeah. Um, he actually gets fired from uh, Mr. Mazinchek's, uh place because he's just like too good for working there anymore. He, he's been there nine years. Yeah. He works his butt off. Um, he doesn't ask for a lot. He's just really good at his job. Yeah, and he just needs to move on. So he goes with his fellow co-worker and peeks into the restaurant where he's supposed to meet his secret, you know, girl. And walks in and sees that it's her and pieces two and two together. And she's very rude to him because she thinks that he's taking up the time of her suitor to come in. So... In other news, Mr. Mazinchek uh, just found out that his wife wants a divorce at the store. She's cheating on him, right? She, yes, she's cheating on him. And he just left, let one of his best employees and I would say companions go. So in a very shocking turn of events, even for a movie in 1940, he tried to kill himself. Right. Somebody was luckily there and I guess like grabbed the gun, but the yes. gun went off, hit the hit one of the lights in the ceiling yeah. and he ends up being hospitalized. Yeah. Peppy saved him. The, the clerk boy. Yeah. He yeah, ends up being hospitalized. He sees the error of his ways. He asks uh, Alfred to, to come back and manage the store in his place until he returns. And this whole time. It's just him. Asking questions to Claire about this guy and making up false notions and and you're just like waiting and waiting and you're building it and building it and building it. And you're like, why won't he just tell her? It gets to the point where she is un, unwell and doesn't want to can't come to work because she's so heartbroken that this guy no showed and she's not getting letters from him anymore. Like she thought like this was the one. And I guess back then, like, I don't know. She thought she was going to get married. Yeah. So I understand that. So then we get closer to the end of the movie and still he does not let up who he is. We're getting cl clip. Uh, we're getting closer to Christmas, though. Very close. They mentioned it's uh, Christmas Eve. 
And finally, we were first mentioning Christmas, like an hour and 20 minutes yeah. of the movie. But again, not a Christmas movie, again. but does they do brush over Christmas, and you see this store on Christmas Eve and how busy it is. It's insane. It's, it's, it's as crazy as Wegmans on Christmas Eve, right? And they're selling everything. Uh, so many stuff's getting sold out, and Mr. Montechek finally does return. Of course, he's trying to make a deal to the two women that are leaving the store on a suitcase. Well, but they have like one of the best days they've ever had. Everybody starts leaving and saying goodbye for Christmas. The last two people in the store are Clara and Alfred, and they both have engagements they need to go to. And she's mentioned that this 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 guy who he has now wrote new letters to is her fiance, and they still haven't even met. So she's wondering if she's going to get a ring when they meet. So Alfred goes up to her and says, hey, like, instead of going and meeting this guy, what if you pretend it was me instead? And she's like, oh, no, that's absurd. That's absurd. And he grabs her. And then finally he's like, I can't take it anymore. You know, this is, he's like, don't worry about the letter in P.O. Box 237 or whatever because it's, you're just going to realize that letter's from me. And then she finally realizes, she puts two and two together, it is him. And I'm telling you right now, if this was us, you would be so fucking mad at me that you wouldn't marry me. You wouldn't be like, I need a couple days. Like, this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. She's like, I don't really understand. But like, okay, let's kiss. Well, actually, first he had she had to check to make sure he wasn't bow legged. Then they could kiss. Right. Why is that? Was that such a big deal? I don't know. I she didn't... she called him bow-legged as an insult. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to pull up my trousers and show you. Yeah, and then this time he actually does pull up his trousers. Yeah, and then they say, kiss. Yeah. Now, I did look up bow-legged because I'll be honest, I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, but it's a thing. Yeah. It mean looks painful. I don't I don't know if it is. It pro- probably is. Yeah. So, a good thing. Um. So yeah, they kiss, they're together, it ends, yay, Christmas. But one more thing I wanted to mention, the actor that played uh, Mr. Mazinchek is the wizard from The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Or The Lizard of Oz. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty awesome, right? Again, another 40s movie I enjoyed a lot. There was a lot of good little humor and, and jokes in there. We dealt with suicide, which was crazy. You know, they didn't mention about women cooking in this one, which is good. You know, I just assume all women cook in yeah. this one. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. So what would the world be? Yeah. So um, we did it. We did it. All right. Let's get to these ratings. So the first movie we talked about tonight from 2021 one December night available on the Hallmark Movies and Mystery Channel. And this doesn't have a rating because it's a Hallmark film. It was very enjoyable. So it gets a it gets a thumbs up from me. And it like I've mentioned before, it probably has a user rating somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. So it but the ratings don't really matter. It's it's how you like them. Yeah. Up next, we had Disney's The Nutcracker and the Four Realms from 2018, rated PG. It's available on Disney Plus and 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems fairly accurate, honestly. All right. Up next, we have Christmas in Connecticut. So this is from 1945, and there's no rating, um, and it's available to rent, and it is 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. So, yeah, I think that was 
I actually really I think I might have enjoyed that one. Oh, that was really that one was really funny. Yeah, I think I enjoyed that one the most out of the forties movies. Like that and Holiday Inn were like really close for me. Uh, it happened on Fifth Avenue, nineteen forty seven, HBO Max, seventy eight percent audience rating. Because I couldn't find a, a Rotten Tomato score. Okay, seventy eight percent. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. From 2015, we have Krampus, rated PG-13, available to rent, and 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's high. Whoa, what do you mean? That's pretty good. I mean, that's high for like a horror movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you may be hating on it. Krampus is going to come. We'll keep that fire lit. We don't even have a fire, so you just cough on them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to come here. All right, and last up, we had The Shop Around the Corner from 1940. HBO Max as well, and 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Nostalgia bump. Nostalgia bump. Nostalgia bump. That's the best. Something I'm going to do really quick. I'm just going to mention the other movies we covered that besides the six that we just talked about. So we had Home Sweet Home Alone, Holiday Inn, Meet Me in St. Louis, White Christmas, The Ref, The Advent Calendar, Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star, The Night Before, The Preacher's Wife, An Unexpected Christmas, a Christmas Carol from 1951, Prancer, Santa's Sleigh, Scrooged, Love Hard, 8-Bit Christmas, Serendipity, and The Bishop's Wife. So that plus our six is our 24 on the hashtag Carousel Christmas that we covered this year. Woo! We did it. And this is getting dropped on New Year's Eve. So uh, everybody have a great New Year's Eve. Try to be, in, you know, try to stay up if you can. Stay safe. Yep. And try to stay healthy. Yeah. Try. Yes, definitely. Um, I was a, unsuccessful. And have a great New Year. And have a good 2022. Yeah, 2022. That's going to be weird to write, huh? 2022. Yeah. What are our big plans on New Year's Eve tonight? Um, sleep. Sleep, Cobra Kai. I might have a beer. We'll see. Um, I'm probably gonna try to stop coughing. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah, we could do. We could try that. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's get out of here. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Go back and listen to all of our other episodes, especially our Carousel of Christmas episodes. Don't watch them. You can't. <laughs> and definitely check out our Jingle Away episode we did as a bonus on Christmas. Oh, yeah. With our special guest, Neeland. Yes, exactly. I mean, you could check me out at The Great Brit on TikTok, but I haven't really been posting much. Although I did post a video of all my COVID symptoms if you want to see that. <laughs> oh, jeez. I missed that. I mean, I'll guess we'll see you after quarantine at the movies. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Peace. Bye.